Hi, and welcome back. I'm Lauren Maxwell, and this is the audio version of We're All Friends Here, a bi-weekly column for people asking life's big questions. Today, I'm reading you a piece I wrote called Polar Bears and Time Travel, an inquiry for the climate crisis. This is a micro-homily or a mini-sermon that I wrote and delivered at Yale a couple of weeks ago, and I'm really honored to share it here. Let's get started. Today, I want to invite you to remember a beloved creature. It lives very far away, yet holds a persistent place in our hearts. This creature is the polar bear. When I say polar bear, what images come to mind? You might imagine an impossibly large fuzzy bear that is precisely the color of a snowy morning. You might see a mama bear patiently guiding two little cubs who stops to roll around and play on the ice. In recent years, it has become impossible to think of our beloved polar bears without seeing another image. It still involves a polar bear on the ice, but in this virgin, she does not look happy. She looks haggard and disturbingly underweight. She searches for food. Polar bears rely on Arctic sea ice to do almost everything. Critically, it helps them travel long distances and find the food they need. But sea ice is melting in our climate emergency. As a result, polar bears are suffering. Their malnourished bodies are producing fewer cubs. Polar bear populations have already declined by 30 to 40 percent. Scientists say that without intervention, we will lose all but a few populations by the end of this century. Broad species declines like this one are happening all across the board. Death is accelerating, and we feel its loss. What can we do with a grief like that? People have differing ideas about the existence of divine presence. One thing most of us can agree on is that whatever God is, is a mystery. We even hear this in scripture. 1 Corinthians 2.7 offers that we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So I would like to suggest that one answer to our problem of death and extinction might be found in another great mystery of the universe, time travel. Time travel almost certainly brings something to mind for you too. Maybe a favorite film or a book, or maybe 
theories of the multiverse. The multiverse is a hypothetical reality that includes an infinite number of parallel universes all happening at once. The question of time travel is the question of whether or not we humans can ever jump or blitz or jolt from this universe to a parallel one. Feminist quantum physicist Karen Barad teaches that space and time are not guaranteed. Instead, we iteratively, interactively produce space and time. The thing Barad calls space-time mattering is created from our interactions. They prove this with a complicated series of experiments. As you interact with time, different time slices happen simultaneously. This knowledge requires us to think time differently in a way that's fluid and dynamic. If every action we take creates new space-time mattering, or what some might call a new universe, then it becomes easier for me to see how my choices can have positive influence. In this framework, I start to believe that my choice to carry plastic around all day until I find recycling might help create a new universe in which less plastic haunts the ocean. I see that choices to consume less meat can produce a new universe in which Amazonian forests are not killed to make room for more livestock. I see how our insistence on local policy change can help form a new planet in which every polar bear has the food she needs. If the multiverse is real, then maybe, just maybe, our collective choices can blitz us to a new world in which polar bears are able to thrive. Going forward, my prayer is this. May I time travel. May every configuration of space-time mattering I touch create a tiny universe that centers life over destruction. Barad talks about the present moment as the thick now. As we rethink time, we understand that now, the thick now, the present, has a point. And that point carries all times in it at once. The thick now holds our mistakes from the past, the reality of our present, and every healing thread we can pull from the future. 
When we choose regeneration in the thick now, for example, when we vote with the polar bear in mind at the ballot box, we have an opportunity to repair the past and heal the future all at once. What will we do with possibility like that? Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you enjoyed these thoughts about the reality of the climate crisis and ways to find a little bit of hope that our actions and our vision for a different kind of world really matter, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with one person. I am wishing you a beautiful, restful, and blessed start to the holiday season. I'll see you in two weeks. Take care out there. If you enjoy the audio version of We're All Friends Here, help us grow by sharing it with a friend or subscribing at laurenmaxwell.substack.com. <laughs>